Hello, everyone. Welcome to our episode of the Sit Down with Simoneal. I have a very, very special guest with me today, all the way from the east side of the United States. I know I said that's so nerdy, but from the east coast, Iram Zar, my cousin, my homie, my homegirl. What's up, Iram? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yes, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you here. Uh, just a little background before we get started. Um, Iram posted a random picture of a book and she was like, anybody wants to join a book club? And I was like, yes, me. And then we talked about it and we have decided that now we are going to have a episode every month on the sit down with Sivanil, um, with my wonderful, wonderful, um, co-host Iram. And we are going to review a book every month and we're just going to talk about it. You know, and and hopefully encourage other people to also read and expand their minds and whatnot. So, the book that we read this month, our first month, was Three Women, and it is by Lisa Tadeo. Do you want to expand a little bit about the book, Ira? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So it's supposed to be a nonfiction. So it's the lives of three women. And while it is nonfiction, it's not really written in a nonfiction type of way. It's written to be more of a fiction read. So it kind of just talks about the desires and also talks about kind of the background of three women who are struggling with their own sexual identity and um, just kind of talking about them, like their passion, their identity, and also their relationships with the men in their lives. Yes. And the wonderful thing about this book is that it talks, the way it is written is really, it's really interesting. It's a good read. But throughout the chapters, you literally see these women transition from like, who they were, into who they were becoming, and then who they became at the end of the book, you know. And like, all of this was about female desire female sexuality and how repressed that is and how taboo it is almost you know where in today's society if I have a sexual desire I'm a slut you know but if a man has a sexual desire it's normal and this is such a huge disadvantage for people especially for women because Literally, there's so much power between your legs. Like, seriously, <laughs> it's like people have fought wars. They've killed each other. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, you know? And it's like that is the same sexuality that the world tries to take away from a woman, you know? Yeah. And another thing that I really love about this book is that it's not supposed to really be representative of most women. It's kind of just like an... ...women... Um, two of them who I believe are in the Midwest and one who's a sleek East Coast girl. And it's, you know, it's not really supposed to, no, there's no protagonist. There's no buddy mm-hmm. that's supposed to be totally perfect. It's just the mm-hmm. characters are so real and the characters are so relatable. And that's one thing that I really loved about the book. Same. And it's like, you know, like, okay, and here's another theme of this book that really triggered me a lot. So I could not read this book in one sitting. And usually I'm a really quick reader, but it took me literally like two weeks to finish this book. <laughs> and one of the things that it was that that stood out the most was um, there's a character in the book who is her name is Linda. She's married. She has a husband who's like, whatever. Right. And they do not have any sex at all. 
And a lot of times it's like when I read that book, she talked about like the desire to be wanted. But sometimes for women, it's like they are wanted, but not in the way that they desire. And that makes the person that's opposite to them, like their partner, seem less attractive. Yeah. You know, because everybody has like a certain way that they want to be loved, you know. And if we do not find that in our partner, then life really sucks. Because (laughs) because it's like, it's like, it's such an important thing emotion for humans like sex is so important but it's so taboo especially in like our culture and we were talking about that earlier too you know but it's true like what is sexuality for brown girls (laughs) (laughs) nothing we definitely have it just not so much talked about yes and it's like you know it's funny people people make memes and stuff like oh like you know, my parents have told me not to talk to a boy all my life. And then <laughs> I married this stranger and I'm supposed to have sex with him. But it's true. Yeah. And, you know, it really got me thinking about the women that came before me. Like, because it's it's just so mind-blowing to me that, like, female sexuality has been kept at such a, like, how, like, unimportant it is you know like it's like oh whatever but it's like so important it gives you so much empowerment to fully take over your sexual desire and your needs even you know and it makes a relationship better too with your partner definitely so just to give everyone a little background about the three women um so one name is maggie who she's supposed to be in her 20s and she's kind of recovering from a romance that she had with her high school teacher when she was, I think, 17. Mm-hmm. Um, the second woman in the novel is Lena, who is a housewife. And um, she's kind of like in a boring, stale marriage. And she leaves her husband and goes into an affair with her first crush from high school. Mm-hmm. And our third character, we have Sloane, who is who runs a restaurant in a summer resort town with her chef husband. And they like to have polygamous relationships together. Mm-hmm. So Scandalous. just to give everybody a background, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you so much. I should have done that. I just typed <laughs> right into the book. I was like, we were I so, so into it. I know. And um, yeah, it's just it was it was. What do you, who was your favorite character in the book? I definitely loved Sloane. So she was not really one of my favorite characters in the beginning because just like everyone else who maybe read kind of heard the description about her a little bit. Um, she does have relationships with other men. Or when I started reading, I was thinking like why, you know, just like as women, we're kind of like, Oh, we should only be with one person. That's kind of what we're told. And that, you know, mm-hmm. one person we should, you know, fulfill everything with one person. So I, not to lie, did have my, you know, judgments as I was going into the book. So she kind of wasn't a character that really stuck out to me a lot, but kind of going more into it and, you know, thinking about why she went into that kind of relationship and the circumstances around her life. It wasn't that she had, you know, a rough childhood or she was neglected like the other two women were, you know, she was mm-hmm. popular, she was chic. She was the daughter of privilege. She was kind of perfect, you know. Um, she was like a lifestyle blogger. So it's it's kind of like she had 
nothing in her background that would make you think, oh, that's that's why she's subjected to this. So I really mm-hmm. liked her because she was a really powerful character and her story really struck out to me the most. So she ended up becoming one of my favorite characters. How about you? You know what? And another, th- I, I, another thing I do want to add about her character is there was a line that I read and it said that basically she was there just to pleasure because that's something that her husband enjoyed also. Yeah. And so she was like stuck in the middle. And it's like you never think of a woman that way. If it's like if she's having sex outside of marriage, it's like, oh, you're bad. You're a bad woman, which is, that, of course, yeah. traditionally, <laughs> you know, it's not something I would endorse, you know. Right. Um, my favorite character was Maggie <laughs> because, okay, so the, the, the idea of almost having someone, but then not really, because in her story, she was 17 years old. Her parents were alcoholics and, but still they cared about her. They loved her, but you know, alcohol was like a huge thing for them and, they kind of neglected her too, but they they did care about their daughter as a whole. But she wanted a love that would like make her like you know yeah just feel alive and just you know. And I think when girls are young like that, it's very easy to get caught up in the idea of romanticizing, like you know relationships like that. And she ended up dating her high school teacher who she had a very scandalous relationship with. They never had intercourse, but of course, like, you know, the feelings were real. And it was just so painful for me to see how long it has taken her to get over a love like that, because that is something I do resonate with, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm getting all Mm -hmm. involved personal (laughs) on this podcast, but it's true. Like, you know, all these characters are a reflection of our own femininity you know like of our own like feminine desires and things that we've been through and I feel like part of what empowers us as women is also sharing our stories and sharing what we've been through because it makes us feel less lonely in this like superficial judgmental world you know exactly but Maggie like her story was very like close to my heart because I felt like I have experience something similar I mean I never dated my teacher god no that'd be so creepy but it's like that 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 feeling of being in love with someone and knowing 100% you cannot be with them yeah but still the feelings are so strong strong. and it's like nothing happens and it's like it's like a kind of a pain that always stays with you like no matter what you do in life like of course you know we move on we grow we do all of that but it's like it takes so long to get over that pain Mm -hmm. that it's always there like you know what I mean yeah and and, oh sorry go go ahead ahead. one thing that I really loved about her character also was that while the other two women they did have sexual relationships Maggie to a certain point she had some encounters but you know like you mentioned not fully I think hearing about her passion and hearing about her love was really refreshing because it brought about a new point of view that you know you can still have those same feelings those same desires that same passion without everything else that yeah without exactly yes absolutely because you know even in today's society I feel like sex like pretty much defines everything it defines your relationship it defines like you know and to find a person who was so deeply in love, because that's exactly what happened to me. I'm spilling all kinds of tea. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I never had any like 
intimate relationship with this person but I fell in love so deeply and it's like it only makes me wonder like if I was to how much more love would I feel for this person because I already felt so much intensity in my heart you know yeah and it also kind of makes me like remember like the old school love you know where it's like it was not just like you don't have sex on the first date you know like you it's like you enjoy the process of getting to know each other you know and really building that and I think that's why it's so difficult when you really wait a long time to have sex with someone and you really like appreciate and understand them for everything they are it is just that much more deeper it's like you know like it seals the deal it's like all right (laughs) and you know also like playing this back into like like our culture because you know of course we both are Pakistani our dads are cousins our dads are doctors they're cool like living their (laughs) lives you know but it's like it's like it impacts like like okay to be honest with you I would say this I would say that like my like our family is more open-minded in a sense that you know maybe we would get to choose who no not maybe I think we would get to choose who we want and like you know what what not but it's like there's like a whole community of brown girls that like their fate is already decided Mm -hmm. and they never even get to experience like this kind of love you know because I feel like at the end of it the only thing we're looking for is love is what we want true love we want to be loved for exactly who we are the good the bad and the ugly you know exactly what do you think about that like that aspect playing into like our brown culture (laughs) i think that one kind of big thing is the reality is that you know living in this century and, and not even that but also living in this country i think it's you know we can't think about the fact that people are not having these kinds of relationships people are of course mm-hmm. having these kinds of relationships and i think that a lot of it is you know it's frowned upon of course i understand you know people who have that religious background but i think that just because of those stereotypes i think we forget to look at you know the desire of women and i think we forget to look at what women want in a relationship and i mean even after you get married i think it's really difficult because a lot of the advice that you get um you know, when you get married, it's like, oh, you know, make sure your husband's happy, make sure, you know, you're taking care of him. But when is the last time that, you know, it's kind of been said the opposite, like, make sure you're keeping Mm -hmm. your wife happy, make sure she's satisfied. I feel like it's always kind of when you're talking about like that kind of relationships, it's always talked about just from the men's perspective. Wow, that was so beautifully said. And I could not agree with you like any more on that. You know, it's always about catering to the men. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. But you know what? It's like it's an imbalance. Yeah. Like even a man will truly, truly feel so happy and satisfied when he knows that his partner is also satisfied. And I don't mean that just in sex. I mean that like with life in general, you know, (laughs) to be able to provide, to be able to protect, to nurture, to care for all these things. And like, honestly, in our culture, we do not even hear about 
female desires like what is that (laughs) no one talks about that no one talks about that at all so these are sometimes and even to I feel like women and these are things we explore on our own as we get older we understand what we like what we don't like how much we're willing to give into a relationship how much we're not and then like you said like in this day and age especially for being like a brown girl living in United States yeah there's a lot of judgment there's a lot of judgment from especially other women especially aunties okay (laughs) it's a whole different podcast but it's like but it's like it's it's like it's almost like because these aunties I hate to say but because they were never given the freedom to to have I'm just gonna put it straight up like to have (laughs) sex with who they loved okay it's like they almost feel like it's their duty to take it away from anyone else or frown upon it or talk mad like mm-hmm. you know like smack about it but it's it's so true but it's like all of these things combined really just take away from our own like female sexuality and our empowerment and what makes us women we are also sexual creatures you know and our desires our needs are I'm getting really like hot water here, but like our fantasies, you know, <laughs> like all of these are necessary for like the, th- like for a woman mm-hmm. to thrive, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I, I think that you're kind of right when you were talking about that, you know, most women in our culture and in our religion, you know, do have these kinds of relationships after they get married. So it's kind of like at that point, um, that relationship is, different as to you know women who are able to kind of experiment with before and I definitely do think Mm -hmm. that there is a huge difference in education you know um we were Mm -hmm. fortunate enough to you know have went to school here and while it is of course still taboo to talk about it we did take those health classes learn about you know a lot of Mm -hmm. um sexual education yes practicing safe behavior and you know just kind of learning about the science of it all whereas I feel like other people you know living in different countries are not as fortunate so I kind of feel like education also plays a big part in it it does it does and honestly even with education when you have enough I don't want to say this it sounds so rude but it's like when you have the ability to think straight (laughs) or like think open-mindedly you will also keep in consideration the feelings of the other Mm -hmm. person and that other person could be absolutely anyone your mom your dad your sister anyone right but it makes you understand like oh this person also has feelings like they are also human and you know I'm I I never say that I'm a feminist because I truly don't believe in like feminism for its traditional like you know definition that equality for all but I don't think it's equality for all like ever you know and the the equality for women looks completely different than the equality for men you know like even like our own apps like even like our own like natural like needs and whatnot like I cannot keep up with a navy seal you know I don't want to either I hate guns so it's like so it's like my needs are totally different and this book really highlighted that as well in all three of these women like one she just wanted to be desired and loved you know by this man because her parents were such drunks I kept calling her Linda her name is Lena by the way I know I was like oh my bad um 
and then um the the other one was like you know like this woman who just has like her husband just does not give her any physical yeah. love like in the book she talks about three months of no contact mm-hmm. at all and you know what I feel like this affects a, a woman even a man if it was to happen to him but a woman so deeply because some part of herself is going to feel like she's not good exactly enough that she is not in desirable enough you know and the thing is nobody teaches us all of these things like how to deal with stuff like this in our relationships because again like our cultures are so taboo about these like topics you know yeah absolutely um but it's like overall i i i feel like gosh it's a really good book it people. Is. <laughs> <laughs> you should definitely definitely like you know read it especially if you are someone who is struggling to really either identify or even understand your own sexuality because sometimes it could be like like imagine if there's a woman she's never had any sexual experience whatsoever and she gets married and she's in this like loveless marriage loveless and sexless marriage and and then she does find someone outside who's like so like you know because love is different like when you like when you feel it it hits Mm -hmm. you different like you know and so feeling that I don't know I'm just kind of losing my thought right now (laughs) the whole process well one also thing that I really love that the book talked about was the validation of other women so I don't know if you remember but when you know I think it was Lena who was in kind of her group and she was talking to everyone Mm -hmm. about the fact that she was cheating on her husband and you know she was going to leave him and she was having that relationship with Aiden a lot mm-hmm. of that narrative was focused on what the other women were saying about her, what the other women were thinking. So instead of mm-hmm. her being able to really talk about her desires and her passion, she was so focused on what all of the other women were saying. And I think that, mm-hmm. you know, for women and the way that they look at themselves, their attractiveness, mm-hmm. it's definitely based on other women's judgment. You know, so yes. it's like we kind of judge ourselves based on ex- other people's uh, exactly, of us. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And you know, the thing is, like, I I don't want to like generalize, but every woman has done something in her life that was like really bad. Okay. <laughs> and when you share that experience with other women, and instead of judging yeah. you, they create space yeah. for you. Oh, it is so beautiful because it's like, it's that sisterhood. It's that bond that we all crave. Yeah, and I think that's definitely one thing that I learned from the book too because even when I was kind of going into it, I did have my, you know, preconceived notions and like my judgments. And when Mm -hmm. I kind of read that part, I thought, you know, like my thinking has kind of been shaped by my culture and by my environment. So I think the Mm -hmm. most important thing is to create a safe and healthy space for women where they feel like, you know, even if they're doing something that's frowned upon by society, that we give them that space and that means to talk about it and to kind of break down their emotions and to just kind of, you know, go through whatever it is that they're thinking and feeling. You know, you're so right. It's so funny. There was this lady I met once, right? And she 
she told me she told me that her one of her really good friends was she was cheating on her husband because her husband was first of all he, he neglected her and I don't know they had yeah. their own problems right <laughs> and she told me she was like let me tell you something even if God was to ask me is she cheating on her on her husband I would say no and I was like, why? Because I totally judged her. I was like, why? How could you do that? That's wrong. She was like, have you ever seen a man read out another man for cheating <laughs> on his wife? I was like, dude. The- wow. <laughs> yeah, th- that's funny. Like, I'm not saying, like, do that. But she was right. And it's and she said, she was like, I'm all for female empowerment, you yeah. know? And she was like, if that means I'm going to hide someone's flaws, then I'm going to do it you know, because we all are flawed. And I was just like, wow, that idea totally like changed. And this was in Pakistan, dude. Like I was like, wow, this lady was in Pakistan. She's so badass. But but she was like, you know what? Like, no, because men support each other. You know, that's why they have like this like brotherhood bond. They really do. And women don't because women are like you said, you know, it's all competition. We base our looks off of what other women like how they feel about us, you know, how they make us feel. But at the same time, it is also our responsibility to not give that power to other people. Yeah, definitely. You know? And I mean, I think that there's a big difference between ex- between encouraging something and just listening. Because I think that a lot mm. of women feel like, oh, you know, if I listen to her, then that means that I'm supporting her or that I'm encouraging this type of behavior. But Or exactly. I'm the same way. But yeah, that's it's, so true. You know, so you true. can listen to someone and you you know you can listen to the things that they've done and just just listen without you know giving advice and telling them what to do judgment yeah so I think that that's important just being a listener and not you know providing your own feedback back yeah which is really hard sometimes for me especially (laughs) because I always have an opinion about something but at the same time like you're right it's like sometimes you just need someone to listen to like you know, and that you're right, this book highlighted that as well. I mean, it was just so it was just so intense and deep at some parts. And it gets it gets a little steamy to you guys, <laughs> <does>. like <laughs> warning you ahead of time. It does. But it's just it's wow. Like it made me realize so many things about myself as a woman, about even my judgments about other women, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah. By the way, I totally forgot. We always do this when we have a guest. Um, Aram, what is your zodiac sign? I know what it is. <laughs> I'm a Taurus. Yes, a Taurus. And I am a Libra. So we are opposites. I don't know if you know, I hear that much into astrology or not. Oh, yeah. But, but <laughs> it's funny how we're opposites. But everyone, I feel like all of our lives have always said, like, you guys are so similar. <laughs> I know it's like the first time I went to the Ripopo's house she was like oh my god you sound just like Iram <laughs> and then she got to know me she was like you're just like Iram and I was like you know what I know everyone tells me that same, all the me time. too hey you know yeah. we're cool sophisticated intelligent independent women so exactly ruled by <laughs> Venus you know <laughs> no really we are Taurus and Libra but um thank you so much for being a part of uh this book club you know and inshallah we're gonna have more episodes every month we're gonna review a book um please do send us books too if there's anything you would like for us to like you know read um and thank you so of much Aram, um for suggesting the book and um being very patient with me see that's why i love tourists they're very patient <laughs> people <laughs> you know but um 
thank you so much. And uh, I look forward to, you know, making another podcast with you and reviewing uh, another Sounds book. good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, you guys um, do follow Aram on Instagram. I don't know if it's on private or not. I'm just giving <laughs> you a shout out. <laughs> but it's Aram Zar. And then don't forget to like the sit down with Simonil on Instagram as well. We come out with new episodes every Friday and Tuesday. And uh, also like, uh, not like, well, do check out my <laughs> um, YouTube channel as well, Simonil Zar. I make new videos uh, whenever I can. Honestly, I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> Just whenever I have time. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, of course. And uh, I will talk to you guys later. Bye, everyone.